Hey girl, welcome to the latest episode of Girl.Live, a brew of chats just between us girls, mixed in with stories and experiences we've never told before. Baby, this that tea from Concentrate Haney, a show where the juiciest conversations start with Girl, it's fresh, it's raw, it is hilarious. Bitch, this is Girl.Live. In this week's episode, we dive into seven men, all right? Seven experiences and profiles of men and guys you will date in your life. We're talking Prince Charming to I'm calling the police. Alas, they helped me grow, us grow. Girl, this is all to squeeze. And if you ain't into men, baby, just stay for the juice. This is Seven Men. Hey, girl. Oh my God, you guys, I'm finally shooting another episode. Uh, it feels so good to shoot another episode. And obviously, a bitch is still here. Ms. Rona thought she was going to take me out, but she didn't. Honestly, I feel like somebody sabotaged me. And there was one, two, three, four, four people that came to my house the week that I got sick. And I just think it's funny how nobody else that I know caught the Rona but me i feel like somebody tried to sabotage me you know i know it's hard being the pretty girl of the group you know but (laughs) my friends are probably rolling their eyes right now you guys i am so happy to be back as you guys can tell i feel a whole lot better actually was it yesterday what's today p.s what day is it that has been the ongoing question for me like what the fuck my days are just so out of whack my sleeping schedule is terrible like my my sleeping schedule is toxic absolutely toxic and i just have a little bit of allergies trust me it's allergies i don't have the rona but what is everyone's corona time been like you guys i was um i've been at home for over a month uh i started to self-quarantine like you guys heard on my last episode before things really got real i started to self-quarantine and then i got sick and i had to self-isolate and I'm just at home living by myself, me and my two cats, just bored boots, bored boots. But how, how's y'all's uh, quarantine, corona time been? Ooh, guys, let me eat these girl, I got a burp. Uh, how has your corona time been? How has your quarantine time been? I hope that you guys are, stay- first of all, some of y'all need to stay the fuck at home. I see y'all, I see y'all's Instagrams, I see y'all's stories, y'all's little Snapchats, and y'all doing too much doing two fucking match i'm not worried about it because guess what i already caught it girl it didn't take me out then it ain't gonna take me out now so guess what she's good i'm actually going out this sunday just kidding um but yeah i hope that you guys are all doing great staying safe if you go out i went out yesterday i had to take my cat to the vet and when i show up at the little vet place there was way too many people in that little bitty building there was no such thing as social distancing nobody was six feet apart and nobody but me was wearing a fucking mask. And I was just like, how? How? But yeah, you guys, stay your ass at home. What have you guys been doing other than just eating? Oh my God, I kind of want to cough really bad. But then if I cough, you are going to be like, bitch, I thought you said you were better. (laughs) Oh my God, why do I want to cough? Should I cough? I think I just have allergies. <laughs> I, I was telling one of my friends, a couple of my friends, actually, I was telling them that now that I'm better, I want them to come over so we can record. 
an episode for... Do y'all hear the sniffles? <laughs> but I want to record an episode uh, with a couple of my friends. And they're like, bitch, we're not going over for like another month until you disinfect that whole house. And I'm like, girl, it's not that. Well, my God, I need a cough. I haven't coughed in like two days. And right now that the mic is on, girl, all of a sudden, should I just cough? The fact that we're ashamed, ashamed of coughing during COVID-19 is the funniest shit. Do y'all hear my voice? It sounds like I'm going to the preview. I'm just going to cough. Fuck it. I pro- promise I'm not sick, though. <coughs> oh, there we go. Shit. No, but I just wanted to say um, thank you guys for supporting and listening to this show, to this podcast. I've gotten a lot of messages while, while she was out. <laughs> she was just knocked out cold with the Rona. People are just saying that they couldn't wait till I got better so I can do more episodes and that you guys want more content sooner. And I'm going to, everyone's like, how often are you shooting? How often are you recording episodes? How often? Um, we did have a lot of episodes already like planned when we launched this show, this podcast. And the point was to kind of keep up on schedule and kind of have content already on the burner, just ready to go. But to be a thousand percent honest because of the Corona and because of stuff before that, I just kind of lost track of my recording schedule, but I'm back. And hopefully within the next couple of weeks, you guys will have new fresh content. I just didn't want to be that person that created a show and had new episodes every week and people didn't really like them. But at this point, I know that everyone's like, bitch, I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. Give me another episode. So I will try my hardest to do that. Uh, Maybe once a week. We'll see about that. But I just wanted to say a huge thank you for everyone for tuning in and supporting. And today while I was getting ready to do this episode, I was looking at like some of my analytics and I was like really like surprised um, at some of the data that I was able to collect and obviously like we we know that most of my viewers come from Houston H-Town hold it down H-Town ta-da drown no big deal um obviously that's like where like the majority like well, a huge chunk of my viewership comes from the next one I had to google where this was at because I was like where the fuck is this and it's Mountain View California which is right right outside of San Francisco if I'm not mistaken whoever however y'all are listening in Mountain View in San Francisco hey bitches the other one is really random to me it's not random and if you know why I'm saying this and why I'm laughing then you know why I'm laughing the other one is Mission, Texas, which is in the valley. And I just find that really surprising. But hey, I'm not going to knock it. Hey, guys. Hey, bitches down in the valley. The next one is Dallas. And y'all, I love me my, I love my viewers. I love my listeners. But Dallas, for anyone that lives in Dallas or for anyone that lives in Houston, you guys know that Houston and Dallas just have like this rivalry. And if you're not from Texas, you, you're just not going to understand it. Uh, but Houston and, and Houston and Texas just has like this really big rivalry. Honestly, I don't see what the hype is about Texas. I just don't. I mean, about Dallas. I don't see what the hype is about Dallas. I don't know. But whoever's listening in Dallas, it's a, actually, it's a big chunk of my viewership is in Dallas. I'm looking at the numbers right now. Y'all, I appreciate y'all. I will fight y'all if I ever come to Houston. <laughs> I will box. But I really appreciate all the love and support. Another big chunk, which I don't know how or where or who or what. But hey, you guys, what's the tea? Um, LA. 
Uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for all of your viewership. But yeah, it's Houston, San Francisco, which is Mountain View, California. Then Mission, which is the Valley. Then Dallas and LA. And then right under that, <laughs> what I think is so funny is Pasadena, Texas. <laughs> yeah. A shout out to all my Pasadena hoes. Pasadena is actually like a small for those of you guys that aren't from Houston Pasadena is a is a small area like a small town like a suburb of Houston it's on the southeast side um it's very Hispanic heavy um but it's kind of like the Hispanic not ghetto because I don't think it's that ghetto there is some ghetto people uh specifically uh Carlos <laughs> One of my friends, Carlos, that has been on the show is actually from Pasadena. Should I give out his address? Ooh, what what is that called? Whenever whenever you give out people's addresses, it's called fuck. What is it called? Docking. You guys, his address. It's just kidding. Um, but we have like this running joke because whenever people ask me where I'm from, I say that I'm from Southeast Houston, and people are like, "Oh, Pasadena." I'm like, "Baby, no, ma'am." Because Pasadena is just, you know, very corriente, very... <laughs> Pasadena is, like, there's, like, a lot of refineries there. And it's just different. I don't claim it. I live close to it. But, baby, my zip code says Houston. But, yeah, I'm from Southeast Houston. Anyways, long tangent. I just want to thank everyone for listening, for subscribing, for following on Spotify, for following on... Um, iTunes, oh my gosh, my mind went back on iTunes and on Google Play. Um, I, I'm very, 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 very appreciative of all the love and support. And yeah, um, so to, to today's episode, obviously from the title of this of this episode, is going to be another series, another episode in the Seven Men series. And I just wanted to explain the profiles um, of Seven Men. It's an article that I did years ago on my old website and it was my most successful article that I ever wrote hands down pat all that because the response to it was just really huge and it just was years in the making it was just a lifetime of cultivating these profiles of the seven men that you will date in your life that's what seven men is about does it necessarily have to be seven people no because you're like well girl you a hoe if you dated seven people, which I don't think that that's a hoe, but some of my more conser conservative audience might think so. It's not that it's seven men, it's seven profiles. And the fact of the matter is that these seven profiles can probably be found in three men or four men or how, however the case might be. But all those years ago, I just found um, it therapeutic to talk about these seven profiles. And if you haven't listened to the previous episode in the seven men category it was the successful gentleman which is someone that i was romantically involved with um and that is one of the profiles and the next one that we'll be talking about today is the abuser and i know that that sounds so nonchalant about me talking about the abuser but i really want to go in depth on, into what that means and before i do so i before shooting this episode i went to instagram if you're not following me on instagram follow me at girl.live that's g-u-r-l dot l-i-v-e i went to instagram and wait what 
<laughs> I went to Instagram. <coughs> you guys, why am I coughing? I have not coughed this entire time. I think it's because my throat isn't used to talking. <laughs> I've been home alone, you guys. Um, okay, so I, I went to Instagram. If you're not following me, follow me. And on one of my stories, I asked the question, what is the craziest toxic thing an ex has done? And I went through all of these questions and I just picked out a few. Um, again, what is the craziest toxic thing that your ex has done? I'm going to scroll through these and pick out just a few. This says, My ex put his hands on me when I told his mom she got mad at me and said that I wasn't shit. Girl... It's just so crazy when a mother defends her son to no end. That's just like forget the forget her son being toxic and putting his hands on you. The fact that the mother would tell you that you ain't shit tells you that the mother is also toxic. Like forget about throwing the boyfriend away. Go throw away his whole family because they're obviously all toxic. And I know that that sounds really funny, but I I I it's never happened to me. And I'll go in depth about this next profile in the seven man category, which is the abuser. But I will say that I've experienced it secondhand. Other people that have been through really shitty relationships and that have been through physical abuse. Um, and when the mother is very defensive of, of her son, I think that that just speaks to the fact that the mother also is toxic. And maybe she's not a beater, but maybe she went through the same thing with her husband or with e even her parents or her dad. And maybe she learned wrongfully. She learned to quiet that. And maybe to her, you speaking your mind about your man, yep, your man hitting you, to her was like, no, bitch, we're supposed to shut the fuck up. And it's like, no, baby, anyone puts your hands on me. I'm calling the police. Um, the next one says, fucked up my credit. <laughs> Girl, same. The next one says, my ex told everyone I had an... Wait. My ex told everyone I had an STD. She didn't want to see me with anyone. That's kind of fucked up. Like, I know that... Like, I've had friends in the past that were like, oh, like, I'm gonna fuck up his or her reputation uh, because if they if they can't be with me and in, to me that's like yo at the end of the day that makes you kind of toxic and I'm talking about my friends like that makes them kind of toxic because it's like why would you ruin someone's life or ruin someone's chance of getting over you and you getting over them by telling everyone that they gave you an STD that, that just don't make no sense the next one says my ex actually went to a psych ward after a breakdown where he thought I was a hooker. <gasps> My ex actually went to a psych ward after a breakdown after he thought I was a hooker. Wait, what? And there's a follow-up by this person. <laughs> that says, I sent him, sent to give him AIDS by the government. Wait, that you were sent to give him AIDS by the government. Y'all, I'm logging off. <laughs>
I feel like, okay, so this person, I kind of know this person, and I'm going to assume that she's um, heterosexual. This is a heterosexual female, because that's what I'm just assuming. So I'm assuming that she's talking about a guy. So, girl, guys are just, uh, sometimes guys are just crazy. It's crazy because <clears throat> you think girls are crazy. And yes, girls are definitely crazy. But sometimes it's like some the things that some some of these guys will do. I'm just like, girl, who raised you? A fucking pack of wolves. This next one says, my ex got mad. My ex got mad because I went out with my girls. And when I came home, he had bleached my clothes. I know you fucking lying. <gasps> Bitch. I need to read that again because I'm... My ex got mad when I went out with my girls and my ex got mad because I went out with, with my girls and when I came back, he had to bleach my clothes. Bitch, I wish somebody would bleach my, bleach my motherfucking clothes. I wish someone would bleach my clothes. I would literally fight that person. And I know that like clothes is like materialistic and you you, you can always like re, rebuy clothes right like it's not the end of the world but to me my clothes has so much meaning i would end up in jail i would literally end up in the jailhouse um all these other ones are pretty repetitive about mm. another one fucked up my credit bitch same i feel you um but yeah you guys so if you guys are listening what is the craziest thing that an ex has done in your life? Or what is the craziest moment or t most toxic thing that may maybe you have done? I feel like sometimes we're not comfortable talking about our toxicities and what we've done. The point of this all was just to introduce the next profile. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read what I have to read. Uh, is the whole point of this was just to introduce the next profile in the series of seven men, and that is the abuse the abuser. And I'm gonna read off what the original article says about the abuser. So, you guys grab some popcorn, grab a little snack, grab a little drink. Shit, has anyone else just been at home drinking? I've had so many. I've had so many mimosas by myself. And bitch, and I started to add tahin to them. Oh my fucking god! Anyways, grab you a little drink, um, while I dive into the abuser and who he is or she is. So the abuser, whether we like to admit it or not, we all have or will come across the abuser. He or she will come in different forms, and the abuse doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It can be mental, verbal. He can definitely abuse your finances and girl. I feel like we've all been there, or I've been there, for sure. He will freeload and use you for your love, and he will try you. Bitch, if there's one thing the abuser will do, he or she, they will fucking try you. If you let him, he, will, he or she will compromise your worth. The abuser can pick up on your insecurities and run with them. The abuser will definitely try to break you. And if you give him or her an inch, they will take a mile. Before you know it, they will abuse your heart and soul and take advantage of your vulnerability. And quite frankly, you'll make it all too easy for them. In the end, hopefully the experience will make you realize your self-worth. That you deserve better. 
and that no lover has the right to make you feel inferior. In the end, the abuser will have helped you set your standards and expectations going forward. So I hate giving timelines because I get so caught up in my timelines and I don't want people to like to trace back who and what. Because I know some of y'all are FBI agents, bitch. And <laughs> a few episodes ago, I talked about uh, my teacher was a killer. And if you guys have not listened to that episode about my teacher being a killer, please do so. But a lot of you guys message me text messages and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff that you guys found the articles and that you guys found pictures of the victim and you guys are fucking FBI agents like legitimately FBI agents like have you guys seen that um show on Netflix don't fuck with cats you guys are very body moving y'all got on y'all's laptops and y'all were able to investigate so the reason why I'm not gonna give a timeline to this is that I don't want you guys to investigate because you guys are definitely gonna find out who it was if do I have anything of this person on my social no I think I deleted everything but you guys might still be able to go back anyways don't do that um so I met this person let's give him a name what is his name what is his name his name is going to be Mike because that's like the most opposite name of what his name is. So I met Mike um, on Tinder, if I'm not mistaken. And this was years ago, like year, years ago. I met Mike on Tinder and we immediately like kicked it off. And I saw his picture. I was like, oh God. Um, he was, I'm 6'1", so I'm tall. He was maybe about 6'4". He was tall boots. And I found that very attractive. He was very muscular. Um, and he was... Wait, he had two jobs, but which one should I say? He was a special ed teacher. So that's not funny. Why? I was about to laugh. Because when you get the... When you get the story, you're going to be like, how is someone like that a fucking special ed teacher? Ugh. He was a special ed, ed teacher. And I think that part of like getting to know him and like his Tinder profile, the fact that he was a special ed teacher, I found that to be very compassionate and very like, oh my gosh, like, wow, someone that is passionate not only about education, but, you know, the special needs and giving back and all that stuff. And when we originally started talking, that's what came through, his passion for special needs and his passion for ed education and making sure that like kids weren't forgotten and I found that so 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 attractive it's crazy what we find attractive I guess the fact that he came across as selfless to me what was a turn on and he this person was attractive um they were very fit and muscular they were into like working out daily uh, because back then when she was skinny girl um they were into like always being fit and we talked for about a month a month and a half maybe two months back and forth we would facetime we would talk on the phone um he told me that he wanted to learn spanish because of me which was you know i was like wow like like this guy just keeps getting better and better like he was so 
what seemed to be so compassionate. I can't stress that. He just seemed so compassionate. And I'll never forget the first date that we ever had. We um, went to a Mexican restaurant in Pearland. I don't know where the fuck we went, but I want to say he lived far as fuck. So like Pearland was like our middle point. So we go to this restaurant and it's in Pearland. And I'll never forget this, that while while we were eating there, um, I guess some of my Instagram followers <laughs> uh, noticed me and they came up to me and were like, oh my gosh, like, like we hate to be like really awkward, but we just want, wanted to say hi. Like we follow like your makeup videos back then. I used to post a lot of makeup videos, obviously not so much anymore. And they were like, uh, yeah, like we are, why does my voice keep cracking? Do you guys hear that? I'm like going through puberty. Um, they just wanted to like say hi. And immediately the guy, Mark, wait, Mark, Mike. I already forgot what name I gave. I said Mike, right? Immediately the guy, Mark, did, wait, did I say Mark or did I say Mike? Neither of those are his name. I think I said Mike. The guy, Mike, was like, okay, like, where do you know them from? And I was like, well, like, they just follow me on Instagram. And he was like, what's your, like, what's, what's your Instagram? Like, what, what do you do? And at that point, I had kind of been a little bit weary about showing him my full Instagram because back then especially, I wore these really crazy makeup looks. And yes, I still wear makeup now. But back then, I think that I was at a different point in my life. And I just didn't want the makeup to hinder a possible like relationship or I didn't want the makeup to hinder me even getting to meet someone nowadays girl I don't give a fuck because that's obviously what I do that's part of my career it's part of what I do and it's part of who I am so now I really couldn't give two fucks about it but back then I was a little bit more fixated on guys that like what if a guy doesn't talk to me because I wear makeup and I hadn't shared shared with him my social media because my social media was nothing but heavy crazy fucked up makeup so we started to talk about that and after that we went to this bar to go play pool and i rode in his car i left my car at the restaurant but on the way to the pool house the bar whatever it's called he got a he got a phone <laughs> he got a phone call from his mom and he started arguing with 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 his mom and don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like sometimes everyone has a different relationship with their mother. Some are a little bit more personal. Some are a little bit more, you know, aventado. <laughs> some are a little bit more, whatever the case might be. But at the end of the day, your mother is your mother. And you're not just going to flat out disrespect her for no reason. And his mom called him and they started arguing. Meanwhile, I'm in the passenger seat, just minding my own business. And he starts going off on his mom. And I was just like, okay, like that's weird. And I've just felt weird about it. I just felt uncomfortable. I put that in my back pocket. I didn't, I didn't even think of it as a sign then. So we go to this bar, to this place. And he tells me that he really likes me. He tells me that he has feelings for me. 
And I'm not going to lie, the feeling was mutual. I don't think I was where he was at. I'm not going to lie. I don't think that I was like, oh my God, I really like liked this guy. I liked him. I had feelings for him. But I just wasn't ready to communicate that, if that made sense. So he tells me that he, that he has feelings for me and that he wants to pursue this. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see where it goes. And I'm all about things being organic or as organic as they can. So I remember going to work the next day and telling my coworkers about this guy. I want to say I showed them pictures and I told them who this guy was and all of that. And they were very happy for me. A few days later, I told my friends, my closest friends, and my closest friends wanted to meet him. And I was just afraid. And I, I will say this is that if you're someone that has been following me for years, you will know that it has been never, ever, 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 ever that I have ever publicized someone that I'm dating or like who my boyfriend is. The only time that I have ever done that is within the last two years with my ex-boyfriend, Brian, who I'm still friends with. That was the only time that you guys have ever seen anyone. And the reason being is that I've, before that, before Brian, I was in this mental headspace that I didn't want to bring anyone to light or bring anyone forward unless I truly felt that it was going somewhere. And there's been people that I have dated for years, like uh, like more than two years, that you guys have never even heard about. If I showed my friends and family a picture, they'd be like, who the fuck is that? Because I've always been so secretive and I don't know why. I kind of do know why. It's just I never want to jump the gun and something not work out. I think that that's the biggest fear of mine. And there's certain guys that I've either that I have either been with or messed around with or just had a fling with that have gone on for years and my friends know them by their nickname. I'm the kind of person that gives everyone a nickname and I never say their name and I never keep pictures on my phone because if they if I keep a picture on my phone and if I call them by their real name they mean something and I'm always afraid to make something mean something. I'm always afraid of things getting too real too quick. And even now, like there's a certain person that I'll talk about to my friends and they're like, bitch, it's been years and we've never met this person. And I'm like, you, they, they don't mean anything. So that being said, my friends back then would ask about Mike. Is that the name that I get? Yeah, Mike. My friends would ask about Mike and I was just afraid for them to meet him. And my friend said, you know what? We're planning a Halloween dinner. It was going to be all of our closest friends. And I thought, what if at this point I had, I had been talking to Mike for maybe, maybe like eight months. And why does my voice keep cracking? Oh my God. Like literally puberty. Do I need a cough? I don't need a cough. Should I cough? Just to, uh, it was a burp. Never mind. Um, so I had been talking to Mike for eight months and I thought, you know what? A Halloween party would be the perfect time to finally, after eight months, introduce Mike to my friends. 
And I this is really fucked up. Yes, he was handsome. Yes, he was attractive. But I liked the idea of my friends meeting him at a Halloween costume party. Because even then, it was going to be a little bit more obscure. I was just afraid that things wouldn't work out with Mike. And I hate being that bitch. Because trust me. I feel like the gay community moves too quick. And I, coming out as a gay person, <clears throat> I feel like sometimes the LGBTQ plus community moves on too fucking quick. And you see someone talking one day and next the next week they're fucking like engaged and it's totally okay. I have friends where it truly works out. And they, now they've been together forever. Or I have friends that have moved on really quickly. And you see their relationship. And you can wholeheartedly truly see substance. But then I also know other people that don't have substance. And it's like, girl, why are y'all together? And I've never wanted to be that. And I know that this sounds very self-critical and critical of the community. And maybe that's not my point. Maybe it is. But I feel like I didn't want to be a statistic of just another gay moving on through people so fucking quick and that's why i don't introduce people to my friends or to my family or to like on social media because i don't want to be a statistic i don't want someone somewhere to say girl have you seen the guy that abraham's in and out fuck he like he just goes through people like nothing because then all they're gonna say is girl i know he a hoe and if i am a hoe so what i'm not here to hoe shame slut shame but that's just not me anyways i thought Halloween party would be the perfect time to introduce Mike. Um, I knew that there was red flags here and there. Um, we would be on FaceTime and the way that he would talk to his fucking mom. <laughs> he would talk to his mom like if that was like one of his homegirls. And it was low-key terrible. Or sometimes like he would call me when he was driving home from work. And I knew that he had terrible road rage. And I was just like, mm, okay. And one day when I found I found something that, that he did to be very, very upsetting and very embarrassing. And a couple of you might remember this. I know there's two people in my life that are very close to me that aren't going to remember this. But I don't want them to because I don't want them to look it up. Um, I would post pictures. And he would always ask me, like, when are you going to post a picture of me? And I would, I didn't know how to tell him, like, it ain't going to happen anytime soon. So I would just, like, dodge the question because I felt like, girl, you're doing too much too quick too soon. And I remember one day I was in a work meeting and I saw a notification on my phone from him. And I thought that it was, like, a message. Two hours later... I leave the meeting and I go onto the sales floor and I look at my phone and I realized that he tagged himself or he on his on his Facebook uploaded a picture of himself smiling and the caption was something to the effect of I hope you have a great day even though you don't want to post me on your Facebook and he tagged me I said that right. He tagged me. And I remember immediately looking at the likes and seeing that some of my friends had liked it. 
and some of my family had liked it. And I remember being mortified, absolutely mortified, and I deleted it. And I called him and I told him, like, Mike, why would you do that? And he was like, what's like, what's the big deal? And I was like, why would you post a picture and tag me? Like, that's just so childish. And I was really upset. I was really, 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 really upset. And maybe to you guys that are listening, it may sound like I was overreacting, but it upset me because you don't decide when I'm ready to publicize you. And I know that that sounds fucked up. Let me know if that is fucked up. But at that point, it's like, obviously there was a common understanding that we were taking things slow. You don't get to dictate when you introduce yourself to my friends, especially on so, on social media. And now people are like, ooh, who's this guy? And I remember people, two people, which I hope they don't remember this, two people that I'm very, very close to, one was a family member and one was a friend, messaging me saying, ooh, who's this guy? And me being like, I'm so fucking upset. And so my coworkers being like, oh my God, like he's cute. And me being like, that's not the problem. The, the problem is not his physical appearance. That's not the case. The, the problem was, why would you disrespect my wishes like that? Am I overreacting? Why, why, why do I feel like I'm overreacting? Y'all let me know. Anyways, I would just find little things that he would do to be really annoying. Um, back then, and maybe this was God telling me this, um, he would argue about like the smallest things. I'm not going to tell you. Should I tell you guys what sign he is? I normally don't have issues with this sign, but I'm a Capricorn. We've all really established that best sign for proven fact, all that. Um, he was a Leo and I personally normally like Leos. I definitely work very well with Leos in the workplace. He was a Leo, but I want to, I want to fucking know what his rising was. I want to hit him up and be like, Hey, can you give me your whole birth chart? Cause I need to figure you out because you got my fucking nerves. He would love to argue and he would throw tantrums that I'd be like, I know you're fucking lying. And this one time he want, he wanted to go to the movies. I was like, cute. Let's go. Little date night whatever, whatever. And I was like, well, hey, why don't we grab a bite to eat first and then we go to the movies? And he was like, I'm not hungry. And I remember being like, okay, well, bitch, <laughs> I'm hungry. And I was like, I'm going to just meet me at the restaurant. This was, I want to say it's Cinemark in Pearland. It's like by the Ulta. It's like over there on the opposite side of Macy's. Um, there, There's restaurants in that little strip. There's even fast food restaurants. And I was like, hey, do you want to just like beat me then? Like, just meet me somewhere. And then I was like, so I was like, I'm just getting off of work. I haven't eaten. I was like, just like either grab a bite to eat with me or just gra grab dessert or just fucking watch me eat. I don't give a fuck at this point. And he made it such a big deal. He was like, no, like I'm telling you that I'm not hungry. Like I'm not. Why would I go to a restaurant if I'm not hungry? And I was like, because I'm going. That's why. And I was like, meet me at the fucking restaurant just meet me there why are we arguing just meet me at the restaurant and he was like no why why would i go to and i was just like <gasps> like how like what's the word like how selfish of you like how insensitive like okay you, you you're not hungry that's fine just sit with me sit with me and 
watch me eat my fucking food, please. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to eat that. So I pull up to the, to the movie theater. We said we were going to watch a movie. I don't even remember what the fuck we watched. We said we were going to watch a movie. And when we get there, he sees another movie. <coughs> and he gets there like a little bit be a little bit before me and we get in line to what I thought was get our movie tickets and he just orders popcorn and I was like what about the movie tickets he was like oh well I already bought them and I was like okay we're gonna watch the movie that we wanted to watch right he's like no I actually changed my mind and literally you guys I was like <gasps> what the fuck how do you change your mind on something that we've already agreed and i know that this probably makes me sound like an argumentative person but i hate people being wishy-washy if we plan something out why the fuck are you changing the plans like that just gets on my nerves i hate someone that cannot commit to what they said if you one thing that my friends know is that i commit to what i said i said what i said and that is something that my friends always make fun of me about because my if, if I had a slogan for life, it's I said what I said. I did what I said I was going to do and I, that's it. And I if I say it, I'm going to do it. That's it. And he was very much the opposite. So he tells me, no, I, I like change, change my mind. I got some other ticket and I'm just like, that's not what I want to watch. And he was like, oh, well, just get over it. And I was like, wait, wait. I was like, "You, we planned this today while, while we're both at work. And we said that we were going to watch this. What changed your mind? P.S. as a Capricorn, I'm not that much impulsive. So I mentally prepare myself for things. And at that point, I was mentally prepared to watch the movie that we had already talked about. So why are you changing shit up? And that's just the point of him liking to fucking argue. It's like he loved to argue. Like, it just didn't make any sense. So it never failed that whenever we would be in the same vehicle, he always got road rage. And he was that kind of person, y'all, I've never used my horn. I couldn't tell you what my horn sounds like because I've never used it because I'm not that kind of driver. I don't use my horn. I drive under, under the limit, bitch, because we're not in a hurry. Because if I am in a hurry, guess what? I'm already late. I should have planned ahead. And maybe that's the Capricorn in me, girl. But I'm not, it ain't no pedal to the metal. No, we're not doing that. But Mike was the complete opposite, bitch. He would be drag racing and rolling down the window to flip people off and yet yelling at other cars. And I'd be like, girl, who raised you? What kind of savage motherfucker raised you? It don't make no sense. And I now in hindsight, I realized that there was small red flags and signs that told me that he had anger management issues. So here I was, my friend say, hey girl, we're having a costume party on Halloween. That year, you guys are probably going to be able to look this back up. Please don't. Y'all, please don't be investigating that thing because I don't, <laughs> I don't give a fuck actually. That year, Halloween <laughs> landed on a Saturday. 
So I was like, you know what? I kind of want to introduce him to my friends. But I was scared. I was like, what if it doesn't work out? Obviously, I was scared because I saw I saw the signs. I saw the red flags. And I was like, what if I have like a test run? So one night, me and my friends are at work. Me and one of my friends are at, are at work. <clears throat> and I tell her that we should go out, out, out to dinner. So me and her plan to go have Chinese and Mike texts me and he knew that I he knew that I was gonna that I was working a double that day that I was gonna be out really late and so was he that's what he told me so then I said hey I'm cutting my shift short I'm gonna go have dinner with my friend and he was like oh so now you're just changing your schedule without telling me and I was like Okay, well, first of all, I change my schedule whenever the fuck I want. You're not my boss at all. And yeah, I'm cutting my shift short and I'm going to go have dinner with my friend. He was like, you don't think like you should have like ran that by me? And I was like, no, I really don't. And you guys, before I go into this, I just want you guys to know that don't think that I'm a weak bitch. And if you are a weak bitch and you listen to this, hey, girl, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yes, there is. There's nothing wrong with that, but by all means, all my friends know I'm not a weak bitch. And if there's anything is that I manage their relationship and I don't know how or why I ended up in a relationship with someone that just flipped the script and one day woke up thinking that he could manage me. And if you know me, I'm a true, I'm a true Capricorn that it's like, I've never, I've, I've never been bossed in my, like I've never, no one has ever told me what to do. Like, as far as being in a relationship. That's not me, honey. So, him being like, you should have ran this by me. I'm like, wait, who are you talking to? Like, you obviously have the wrong part because it's not me. So, he was like, I just think it's funny how you would change your schedule. And I'm like, you're not, I was working at Macy's. I was like, you're not fucking Macy's. If I change my schedule, I change my schedule. You're not Macy's. Girl, let, let it go. What's the problem? You should be at work too because he had an another job that I won't say what it was because then you guys are definitely going to be able to figure who he is. Um, and he was like, oh, well, I changed my schedule too. And I was like, girl, what's the problem then? And then he was like, well, what if I wanted to hang out with you? And I was like, oh, we're both supposed to be at work. So I'm like, I mean, do you want to come through and meet me and my friend out for dinner? And he was like, no. He was like, I want to hang out with you. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to ditch my friend for you. If you want to come through, come through. If don't, if you don't, you don't. So I send him the address to the restaurant. And I tell my friend, hey, girl, so you're going to meet Mike. Is that his name? Mike. You're going to meet Mike tonight. And yeah. And I was like, girl, can you do me a favor? I was like, can you just let me know what you think? Like. Give me your honest opinion, like, what you think about Mike. Obviously, you guys, I was just looking for an excuse to, like, stop talking to him at this point. So, Mike shows up at the restaurant. And he walks in. And I can tell that he's pissed off. And me and my friend are sitting across from each other. I'm like, hey, Mike, this is my friend. Friend, this is Mike. And the look on his face was like, shut the fuck up. And I was like, how was your day? And he was like, I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, oh, girl, here we go with the pouting. If you're pouting, why are you Why are you even here? 
Like, you're here to meet my friend. You're here to make make a good first impression. I think that that's what upset me the most is that you were there to make a good first impression. So he's upset. And he's like, why the fuck would you invite me to a Chinese restaurant? And I'm like, oh, wait, hold up. Wait a minute. I didn't invite you. You, you wanted to come. You made a big deal about me not hanging out with you. I didn't invite you. You're like, you're not my priority right now. My priority was me, my fat ass eating and me hanging out with my friend. You were an afterthought. And I'm sorry, but in this case, you were an afterthought. And now that I invited you, you show up and you're mad about where I invited you to. It don't make no, help me make it make sense. And he was like, I hate Chinese food. I'm like, since when do you hate Chinese food? And he just went on this down road spiral of negativity. First of all, I could not be with somebody that hates Chinese food because maybe I, I can eat Chinese and Asian food all day, every day. So he says, do you guys want a drink? And at this restaurant, I didn't know that, that, that they serve drinks. So he orders like a bourbon on the rocks or some bullshit, right? And the waitress is like, oh, well, we, we don't sell liquor here. And he's like, literally tells the waitress, what the fuck? What kind of restaurant doesn't sell liquor? And I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, I'm sorry. He don't need no kind of liquor. Like, he's good. And he made a big deal. And he went in on the fucking waitress because of the fact that they, that they didn't have liquor. And I'm going to say this. Obviously, I'm grateful for the job that I have to work in the industry that I work in. But at the end of the day, I work in retail and I work in the service industry. And I'm very adamant on how people treat people in the service industry. And I can tell a lot by someone on how they treat a waiter or a waitress or anybody in the service industry. And to me, it's a turnoff if you don't know how to be respectful or if you don't know how to show someone the proper respect that they deserve, even though they're a worker. Because just because they're in the service industry doesn't mean that they're your servant. And this guy, Mike, just goes in on the waitress and I literally stop him. And I was like, can you stop? And I was like, ma'am, I apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. It's not that big of a deal. If he wants a drink that bad, he can get one whenever we're done. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And I remember Mike just looking at me like he was about to fight me. So we have dinner. Um, the whole night, he kept saying jokes about me that were kind of like not laughing with me. He was more like laughing at me. And my friend was just caught in the middle. And he gets up to go use the restroom. And I tell my friend, give me your honest opinion. And she's like, oh my God, like he's he's attractive definitely I can see you guys being together. He just has like this saltiness to him that I can't put my finger on. And I was like, oh no, I was like, bitch, I'm over it already. Like I'm literally over it. Like we've been sitting here arguing. Like I'm not an arguer. I don't, I don't argue with people. I have had relationships that have lasted years, years. And I've only had one or none argument. I'm not an arguer in a relationship because I feel like people that argue don't know how to communicate. So my friend was just like, girl, he's just argumentative. And we come back. He comes back from the restroom and says, do you guys want to go out tonight? And I was like, no, we we really shouldn't. And he was like, come on, like, let's, let's go out. Let's go out. And he starts to egg us on, like, let's go out. 
P.S. I hate the word that I'm about to use, but I'm going to say it because that is what he's, I'm going to, I'm going to throw up. I hate this word. But he, he was like, come on, pussy, let's go out. Like, let's, and it's like, how, what, who are you, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Like, maybe being called pussy by your boyfriend isn't a big deal f- to some of y'all, but to me, I'm not one of your boys. I'm not one of your homegirls either. You're not, who the fuck are you talking to? And I remember being like, we're not going out. And he was like, well, if y'all don't go out, I, I'm going to go out. Fuck y'all. And I remember being like, oh, my God. So my friend, trying to be the peacemaker, she's like, let's just go out a couple of drinks. So me and my friend are in full beat. We go out with Mike and we show up at this place in Montrose that I, I, I at that time I had never been to. And... Mike, I realized that he had some insecurities about his sexuality and his personal identity because as we're pulling up to the restaurant, um, we got into another argument about something. P.S. My friend went in her own car, but we got into an argument about something. And then whenever I was going to get off, off the car, he kisses me. He, he, he goes in for, for a kiss but he puts his hand around my neck to the point that it was a little bit more than just like sexual tension. It was like almost hurtful. I don't mean to sound like a little bitch, but I don't think that anyone had ever like sexually choked me while kissing me. And that just felt a little bit aggressive, especially given the nature of his personality. And he literally held me by my neck, by my neck, and kiss me and it wasn't passionate it felt a little bit more aggressive and i didn't know how to react so when we get there um my friend meets us inside and i'm just like shook about what happened because to me it wasn't a turn on i feel like when things get physical like either like spanking or hair pulling or all that stuff it's a mutual reciprocation. Like, it's a mutual thing. And both parties are getting some sexual stimulation or mental stimulation from it. But if it's just you choking me out, oh, baby, that's not cute. You just choking me, bitch. Um, and so I was, like, shook. And I couldn't tell my friend what had just happened in the car. She was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. So we get there, and he's like, um, he was like, I'm, I'm just going to tell you guys, like, all of the bar, all of the bartenders here, they ain't shit. They're all cocky, and this place had like go-go dancers and strippers that are guys. And he was like, "The like strippers ain't shit either. Like, don't be offended if if like they don't like talk to you guys." Blah blah. blah. And I was just like, "Okay, like, who cares? Like, we're not here to get attention from a go-go dancer. Obviously, you have come here with that intention, and obviously, you've been upset that it didn't go." that it didn't work out for you that way. So anyways, long story short, we're, me and my friend are drinking and we're wearing full makeup. So the bartenders start to like make conversation with us and start to talk to us and people start to come up to us and I'm not joking, take pictures with us because we were wearing full fucking beats where we're wearing all black. We had just gotten off of work and before we know it, we become, me and my friend, me and her become the life of the party. And 
people are giving us shots and people are giving us drinks and the bartenders are giving us drinks. And my guy that I'm there with, Mike, is so fucking upset. And I'm taking a drink and he puts his hand behind my neck and he squeezes on the sides of my neck to where it hurt. And I was like, what the fuck is your problem? And then he was like, you think you're real cute, huh? And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is your problem right now, but whatever kind of fucked up energy you have, leave it outside. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck if you're upset. Like what are, please, Mike, tell me, what are you mad about? Why are you so upset? And I knew that he was upset because he had taken us to his favorite place where maybe no one ever gave him a, gave him attention and here we were, me and my friend, and people were buying his drinks and shit. So I just, again, this is the day before Halloween. The next day there's a Halloween party where I'm going to introduce him to my friends. And I'm just like, this person has began to unravel before me. And they're just really toxic. And I would be talking to someone, making small talk a fellow gay and Mike would, would come up to me and just kiss me like violently to like prove a point that I was with him. And at that point I thought that it was a little bit more psychological and it kind of, it kind of freaked me out because that's really scary. The Like, dude, I'm just having a conversation with someone. And it, I remembered that our, our first date at the Mexican restaurant in Pearland where my followers had come up to me and I remember like, oh, it just upsets you when I get attention. And baby, I'm sorry. I can't help you with that. I mean this in the humblest of ways, but that's not going to change. And I can't help you process that information. And I would be like talking to my friend or whatever. And he would just come up to me and put his arms around me, like standing behind me, I'm sitting down and he was just very possessive. And some people might think that that's cute or that's hot or that that's a turn on, but it's not for me because of my person. Again, my personality, I'm just like, get the fuck away from me. So I started to make up my mind that I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. He just unraveled in front of me and maybe it had always just been me and him. Maybe we had never been out like to a bar or a club or been around one of my friends and if this is the way that you're gonna that you're gonna act it's just crazy so he tells me that for me to meet him in in the restroom and I go to the restroom and we're in a stall and we're like arguing we're not arguing but I was, I was like what do you want and then he was like I just feel like you're being funny blah, 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 blah. and I was like Mike just chill like chill we came to have a good time and you're obviously worked up for whatever reason and he literally like pushes me on the wall and he grabs me by the neck and one hand is pinning me down and he starts to make out with me and i'm like i push him away and i'm like mike what are you doing like do you think that this is a turn on like do you think that like if anything right now i'm just annoyed by you and he does it again he pushes me on the wall my back hits the wall 
and he puts his hand around my neck and I'm like, Mike, like this isn't like, I was like, let me go. He grabs me by the wrist and he's like, Abraham, like I'm just trying to please you. And I'm like, Mike, I don't know like what's going on with you right now. Maybe it's the alcohol, maybe it's the liquor, but this isn't cute. This isn't cool. So he pins me on the wall again. And this time, holding me by the neck, he starts to feel on me. And he starts to grind on me. And I can tell that he's aroused. He's hard as fuck, y'all. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We're in a bathroom stall. You're being physical and aggressive. You're literally trying to choke me out. We're arguing. And you're turned on? How are you hard as fuck right now? And like my neck is just almost brute. Make this make sense. And I just realized that, whoa, 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 whoa. You have issues. So the rest of the night, me and my friend are just drinking and I'm over it. And I'm telling her, girl, like as soon as like, girl, me, me and her worked the next day and I was like girl like I have so much tea to tell you like but she's like what happened in the restroom I'm like girl like it's just too much it's too fucking much at this point like I'm over it I'm completely over it so when it's time to go I can't find him and me and my friend look for him and we finally find him and he's flirting with these older gentlemen he, I guess he thought that that was going to make me jealous or that I was going to like go to the restroom and choke him out because now I'm jealous and I'm hot and bothered. But we find him and he's flirting with these old, with these older gentlemen. And <clears throat> I'm like, Mike, let's go. Like, we're leaving. And he's like, why are we leaving? And I'm like, Mike, we all have to work tomorrow. Let's go. It's been real, real. You prove your points. Let's go. So he's like, I'm not ready to go. I'm like, Mike, I came with you and my stuff is in your car. Let's go. So at this point, me, Mike, and my friend, we walk out. My friend is walking in front of us. My friend exits the door. And when I exit the door, I'm talking. And I'm like, Mike, I just think that, you know, we need to talk about certain things. And when I realize Mike isn't walking with me. And I turn back to look at the door, at the bar door, and he's standing at the door. He picks up his keys in the air and goes, doop, doop, for me to get my fucking stuff out of his fucking car. And I'm like, I look at him and I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, get your stuff. And I was like, I got my shit. I got in my friend's car. I think I drove her that night because she was fucked up. And I just felt embarrassed. I felt upset. I just was like, why am I talking to, why am I talking to this guy? Why am I wasting my time on this dumbass guy that clearly does not have the emotional intelligence to process his emotions, to process his anger, talks to his, talks to his mom like she's a fuck, like one of his, one of his boys. Talks to his mom like, literally, this guy would be on the phone with his mom telling her, fuck you, fuck this, fuck. And it's like, you have issues. So I went home that night and I was like, what the fuck 
The next day, I'm at work, and he texts me a really long apology to tell me that he's sorry. I don't think that I went to my friend's Halloween party. I was just embarrassed because I just wasn't going to show up without this guy that I had been talking about, and I wasn't ready to tell them that I was over this guy. So I don't think I went to, to their Halloween party. Um, that was on Saturday. On Sunday, uh, Mike calls me, and he's like, hey, beautiful, I just wanted to talk to you. And he was like, I'm just... I'm sorry. He was like, I just had so much to drink. And I'm like, and here I am. No, 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 no. You were mad. You were mad when you got to the Chinese restaurant before the liquor. You were already upset. And I was just, I didn't know how to break it all down to him that, baby, I think you have issues. And he was like, look, I just want to see you. He was like, um, let's, let's meet up. Let's have lunch or dinner. I don't know what he had. I think to me, it's like what I was really upset about is that, at the restaurant, he had made a really big deal, and like he had just shown out, like you, you're not, you're not a fucking child. And then that night, he had flirted with other guys, thinking that that would make me upset or jealous. And then I feel like the embarrassment of choosing to stay at the club, at the venue, at the bar, while me and my friend left, it just upset me. And I should have ended it there. I know that I should have like block dilly i should have added it there and i knew that i was better than that i just questioned this, this sounds really stupid i just questioned if i was overreacting yes i know my limits but back then i just questioned if i was over oh oh overreacting so i say yeah we can meet up for dinner he picks me up <coughs> and on the way to dinner we literally get into another argument. And this, I, I couldn't even tell you what we argued about. He was just, he just had issues. Um, he blows up over something like really stupid and pointless. And I will never forget this. And I tell all of my friends this story, you know, as a sense of like motivation or like, girl, learn through me. Is that on the way to the restaurant, like, he starts driving recklessly. We were, like, on the freeway, and he's driving, like, 100 miles an hour. I think he thought that he, thought that he was going to scare me. But to me, that, that that's just, you're psychotic. If the first, <laughs> if we're in a car and we're arguing, and the first thing that comes through your mind is, you know what, I should really step on the gas and go 100 miles an hour on a 60 mile per hour zone. If that's the first thing that comes through, I know you wouldn't mind killing us. Like, I'm not being funny but it's like girl like some guys are just wired so stupidly uh so he starts yelling at me and he raises his voice in a manner that i felt the rage in his words like i saw so much hostility in his eyes like i could see the fucking vein popping out of the his fucking neck i could see the veins in his arms as he had his hands on the fucking wheels and he would look at me for more than five seconds I'm like baby keep your eyes on the road please you're going 100 miles an hour like this is so psychotic and he would look at me and just yell at I forget why we were arguing and he was like fuck you blah, blah, blah. and I was just like oh my god oh my god and I will say this is that I said this on my previous episode 
that I grew up around shitty relationships. I grew up around relationships that weren't the best. And I grew up around verbal abuse and physical abuse. And I saw that in what I called my village. I saw that. And I always told myself that I could never do that. In my previous episode, I talked about expectations. And I talked about never settling for anything less than what is meant for me. And in that moment, I was just like, no, no. Like there's no way that I could allow myself to be treated less than what I know I'm worth. As soon as he exits the freeway at the red light, I tell him, baby, you got issues. And I tell him he ha- that he had issues and that I wasn't willing to compromise who I was. I literally will never forget this. At the red light, at the fucking red light, I grab my bag and I get out of my car. I mean, I get out of his car and I literally call someone to come pick me up. And he honked at me, he yelled at me and was like, get in the fucking car. And I just remember looking at him like, wait a minute. How did I allow myself to get this far? And he finally just sped off, drove drove off, honking like a mad person. And I called someone to come pick me up because I knew in that moment that I was not willing to compromise who I was. That the fucking violence in his voice one day, the way that he... Always like to choke me out. Bitch, why the fuck are you choking me? And I'm laughing. And I don't mean to make light of this. But it's not... It wasn't okay. This person had so many demons that they had... The fact that you're telling your mom to go fuck herself and to go suck a dick. That's your fuck... What? It just didn't make sense. So yeah, I call someone to come pick me up. And I never spoke to him again. I blocked him on all social media. I blocked him on Tinder. I blocked him on Grindr, on everything. I just didn't want anything to do with him. And I told myself that I would never allow myself to be abused in that sense. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna elaborate. Like I said earlier, the abuser will come in and the abuse doesn't have to be physical. It can be mental, it can be verbal. They can abuse your time. They will take advantage of your time and they will freeload you for your finances, for your love, for your time, all of that. And I realized that at that point in my life, I was just looking to love and be loved. That something in my brain, I don't know what, maybe I was desensitized to it. I just was hopeful and I saw the red flags. I, I saw the fact that he was fucking crazy. I saw how he talked to a fucking waitress. And literally till, till this day, if I ever go on a date, I'm always very like skeptical. Like, I always pay very close attention to how someone talks to the waiter or the bartender or whatever. Because to me, like that, that sense of entitlement and that sense of I'm better than you or I'm greater than you, it's just disgusting to me. So um, years later, years later, I was on Grinder one day and this guy messaged me and he was like, hey, he was like, 
I would love to see you one day. And like, literally, girl, I blocked him again because I'm not willing to sacrifice that. And I think that if you or someone you know has been through abuse that was physical, it's like sometimes in the moment, we know that we're better than that. We know that we're greater than that. We know that even if it's just abuse of time, we know that we're greater than that. But there's something in us that is hopeful. And you guys might call that just, oh, girl, that that's a dumbass bitch. But I feel like when you unpackage it, it's more than just a dumbass bitch. It's someone that's hopeful for something. It's someone that's just yearning to be loved. And sometimes we sacrifice certain things in order to accept love. Is it right? Hell fucking no. And I've learned that. That I'm not willing to sacrifice the way someone talks to me. The way someone treats me. I couldn't imagine now, now as a grown ass adult, as a grown ass man, I wish somebody would talk to me like that. I wish someone would disrespect me like that. Girl, I couldn't couldn't even fathom being in in a relationship and someone disrespecting me like that. Or someone calling me out of my name or someone aggressively choking me out a bit what what it don't make no sense absolutely so seven men we talked about the successful gentleman we talked about the abuser and i know that i'm glossing over a lot i know that abuse can be such a much bigger topic you guys um and i don't want to downplay domestic violence and I don't want to downplay um, physical abuse because that that exists. It exists in our communities. And how many people do we know re- re- relatives or friends and loved ones that have gone through that? And sometimes we're taught to quiet that. The person that um, replied on Instagram and said that um, she told her boyfriend's mom that he was abusing her and that the boyfriend's mom got upset at her. That happens sometimes. And sometimes we're shamed into not saying anything because if we say something, my friends are going to judge me and say, how could you be so stupid? And yes, my situation was a whole lot less, thank God. But I can only imagine that turning point that you know me at the red light leaving, it could have been so easy for me to stay. It could have been so easy for me for for me to be like, oh well, girl, well that 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 is how he is. I've had friends tell me, girl, my man's crazy, but girl, he's a Leo or he's a Scorpio. Or, bitch, I don't care what the fuck zodiac sign he is. Bitch, if he's crazy, he's crazy. Crazy is not a zodiac sign, and I I repeat that, crazy is not a zodiac sign. Crazy is crazy. Uh uh-uh. uh, that's not cute. That's not part of nobody's birth chart. You just crazy, bitch, and that's not. I just could not be with someone that was abusive. I just could not be, I, and I look back and I'm like, how did I waste my time? How did I talk to him long enough to waste my time? And I realized that in hindsight, it's, it, wasn't a, a, it wasn't a waste of time because he taught me again, a valuable lesson. And he helped me understand what my standards were and what my, and what my expectations were and that I deserve better absolutely fucking better so yeah that's it mike if you're listening his name's not mike i don't really don't want to say his name mike if you're listening fuck you you had issues baby girl 
And if you're out there listening, girl, I hope you fix yourself. I hope for the sake of the next person. Because his name's not Mike, but if he's listening, he knows who the fuck he is. I hope that for the sake of the next person, you worked on you, baby girl. And I hope that your relationship with your mom is better. Unless you've, you've already choked her out too. But I can't. I just cannot. I, I wish somebody would even look at me cross-eyed. I wish a boyfriend or someone that I'm talking to, I wish somebody would look at me cross-eyed. There's no way. There's just no way. And I'm grateful for Mike because he taught me, bitch, ain't no fucking way. Mike, if you're listening, get help, baby girl. (laughs) So, yeah, guys, have you guys ever been in an abusive relationship or in a relationship that was just, girl, you're doing too much? Or have you guys ever had your finances be abused, your time be abused, your mental health be abused? Because the abuser will, baby girl, the abuser will tap into your insecurities and the abuser will tap into your mental health and your flaws and they will run with that shit. If you are currently in an abusive relationship, I come from a place of, you know, empathy and I'm no one to judge, but I hope that you can find solace in knowing that you deserve so much better. And I know that sometimes it's hard when you have kids and when you've been with someone for years and years and years and years and it's become your normal. Sometimes uh, sometimes abuse can become your normal. I'm here to say, girl, that's not normal. And sometimes you have to be selfish and love yourself enough to know that you are worth so much, so much, so, so much more. And I think that what's fucked up is that, especially in, cer- in certain communities, we choose not to talk about physical abuse or we choose not to talk about domestic violence. But if you're listening to this, I hope you know that you're worth so much more. And if you have been through something like this, because of the nature of this topic and because of the material that we're talking about, I'm going to just leave this on here and that there is a hotline that you can talk to. Again, my experience was very small and I'm grateful that I was able to get away from something that could have potentially been a whole lot worse. I'm grateful that it was just arguments and minor physical stuff. Um, But if you or someone you know is in a relationship that is abusive and you do need help and you just don't know where to go, there is a hotline for domestic violence. That hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. Again, that hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. Their website is thehotline.org. And I feel like we just have to call it for what it is. Abuse is abuse. And many of us go through it in relationships here or there. Or we know someone, you know, you can say, girl, that could never be me. But we have friends or we have or we have relatives. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. It ended on a really weird note. But the reality of it is, is that I chose to love myself and know that I couldn't be with a guy that yelled at me all the time or that loved to fucking argue and for some weird reason, every time he would 
try to choke me out, it got sexual. To me, that was disgusting. That was, that was not cute. Nah, that's it. That's the end of the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you guys will tune in to the next one. Hopefully, um, I will have a special guest on the next one. For now, if you are under quarantine, which everyone should be, stay your ass at home if you're not working, um, go back and listen to all the episodes that you have missed. Until next time, please stay safe. Please don't catch the Rona. Please love yourself, baby girl. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye, girl.